TCU? Do you breathe purple and gold? Are you ready to hoist the colors? Now, time for the most in-depth look at the world of ECU athletics. Welcome in to Hoist the Colors with your host, Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. Watch the show live on Facebook and at 94.3thegame.com. Now, here's your host, Stephen Igo. Latest edition of Hoist the Colors on 94.3 The Game. It is Thursday, August 24th. We are nine days away from kickoff. We're getting closer and closer to kickoff in the big house between East Carolina and Michigan. Nine days away as we sit here on Thursday, August 24th. We are live, as always, on YouTube, live on Facebook, live on Twitter, live on the IBX Media app. Download it if you have not already. Interact with us on YouTube, on Facebook. We get those comments. We'll bring them up on the show. Our YouTube page, we started back in the spring when we launched this show. We've already got a few hundred subscribers. We want to continue to grow that page, so definitely uh, log in on YouTube. Like, subscribe, hit the notifications bell, so that way you know every time we go live at 12 noon each weekday, you're with us. You get that notification. You get updated as much as possible. All right, Philip Pilkington is producing today, and he will be producing for the foreseeable future on uh, the Hoist the Colors radio show and also the Patrick Johnson show. So, Philip, good to have you. Uh, Obviously, you've been our our co-host on this show quite a bit in front of the camera. Now you're behind the glass and working multiple roles, but you're going to be with us pretty much daily going forward. So excited to have you in this role, man. Are you nervous at all? you, You feel comfortable back there? Well, I would have said I felt comfortable until a second ago when I accidentally clicked your button for uh, your in when you're in the studio camera instead of your on house camera. So I'm sorry to everyone on our our video platform that I've already messed up there. So uh, I guess I was good until that one. But uh, now I'm excited to be here, Stephen. Thank you for having me on every day, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a great football season and basketball season and the baseball season. I'm always gonna be here, so it's it's gonna be great, and we're gonna have a lot of fun. No doubt, and we'll, we'll bounce a lot of stuff uh, off each other back and forth. So I'm excited about that aspect of things. And even when we have in-studio guests, uh, we'll be able to have you on as well. The The real question is, Philip, is when are you getting a uh, when are you getting a camera? Yeah, we got to work on that. I I, th- I would hope sooner than later. Um, it's gonna be might be a little tough when there's an in-studio guest because we've only got it hooked up where we can have X amount of cameras. But we definitely need to buy some extension cords so I can uh, have a camera in here on on normal days. The people want to see Philip's face, so we gotta we gotta make that happen. Uh, maybe uh, maybe in the the near future we'll work on it. Try to get it done. All right, on today's show, we've got J.J. McLam coming up here in a little bit. He is the executive associate AD for internal operations over at ECU. I mean, the, the, the guy does everything. He is in charge of a lot, uh, has his hands in a lot of pots across campus, so especially with athletics facilities and operations and just everything going on. So we got a lot to ask him, especially with the football season coming up. We'll get some updates on the Pirates Unite campaign update on the the new Pirates brew set to be inside the uh, the Daddy Ficklin Stadium concession stands or be available for purchase inside the, the stadium uh, beginning September 9th with the home opener against Marshall. So uh, we'll get into some of that and more. Uh, big weekend because college football is back. No, ECU is not playing this weekend, but other teams are. It's not the greatest slate in the world. We'll get into that in a second here with uh with philip pilkington but college football is back you also got nfl preseason going on week three 
which is now the final week of the preseason due to the extra regular season game. Of course, they knocked it down uh, to uh, to three preseason games unless you're in the Hall of Fame game. And then uh, MLB playoffs are, are, are starting to – the playoff race, I should say, is starting to really heat up. So, Philip, I, I want to introduce a new segment, and I still want to come up with a name for this uh, one way or the other. And we're, me and you are more the, like, info slash fact people more so than create creative people. So if anybody listening wants to give us an, an idea for a name here, what we're going to do is is basically just rank different things on different days. And, and today we're going to rank what we're looking forward to most this weekend in order of least interested to most interested. So we'll call it the rank them segment for now. And our three things are week zero of college football this weekend. Our, uh, our second category is the NFL preseason games. And then our third is is Major League Baseball and the playoff race. And obviously, what teams you root for, what players you're following play a big role in this, Philip. And uh, I guess first off, before we start ranking them, just your your general interest for Week Zero. Are you glad college football is back this weekend? Yeah, I'm excited. I uh, wish the uh, matchups were maybe a little more intriguing. Obviously, Navy-Notre Dame will always be a little intriguing because of the history of the rivalry. They've played so many consecutive seasons. I think they didn't play in 2020, but with the exception of that, they've always been able to play every year. And it's in Dublin, so that'll be cool. But uh, yeah, I kind of wish they would have done a little better job in the matchup. Seems like in past seasons, you know, it used to be terrible week zero. Then they went through two or three years where it was decent, and now it's just kind of average at best. Yeah, so here's the schedule. Navy, Notre Dame. Notre Dame ranked. Of course, Navy is in East Carolina's conference, so that's worth watching. UTEP at Jacksonville State. You've got a – I believe Jacksonville State is FCS, so it's interesting that UTEP is playing that game on the road. UMass at New Mexico State. Ohio at San Diego State, which could be kind of a low-key good game. Hawaii at Vanderbilt. San Jose State at number six, USC and then FIU at Louisiana Tech is the 9 o'clock game on Saturday night, a Conference USA matchup there uh, to kick off the season at 9 o'clock. So, you know, we will have some windows uh, throughout the day because Navy-Notre Dame starts at 2.30, and then, of course, that one kicking off at 9. All right, Philip, let's rank them. And then, of course, NFL preseason. You're a Panthers fan. I'm a Broncos fan. Um, and then, of course, MLB playoffs. And i got to be honest, I'll start it off with my least interested thing right now to follow of these three is the NFL preseason for me as a Denver fan? I don't. I, I don't even know who they're playing this weekend. Uh, I just looked and they're playing the Rams. I have zero interest in the preseason. Even you know maybe it's because Denver's been awful the past five six years. Um, but I, I got preseason last for me. The only reason I'm going to pay attention is just for the former Pirate angles, and we'll see how those guys do. But how about you? Yeah, I'm going to go NFL preseason last. Um, you know, obviously being a Panthers fan, we got Bryce Young, but I've had a chance to see him a couple times. And also, it's kind of one of those things of preseason where I do care about the Pirates, obviously, the you know the former Pirates and the pros. But uh, as far as caring about my team, like the game's going to be on while I'm sitting here producing the Rose game on Friday night. By the way, tune in 94-3 the game to hear Croft Massey and RV call the Rose football game. But I'm going to be producing that, so I'm only going to be able to half pay attention anyways, and I really don't care about many of the other games going on. So I'm definitely going week three of the preseason as last. So preseason football is last for both of us. Again, Panthers hosting the Lions on Friday night, as you mentioned. Uh, Holt Naylor's and the Seahawks will take on the Packers on Saturday. 
And then Keaton Mitchell and the Ravens are at the Bucks on Saturday nights, and Deontay Smith with the Bengals at Washington. There's a couple of Pirates in action. So we'll continue to follow those. But, yeah, I'm with you there. Um, all right, number two, and this is this is a tough call for me, but based on recent events, I'll explain why, why, why MLB is my number one. But I'm going to college football week zero as my second – most interesting thing of the weekend just because it's college football man and uh you know just on that alone it almost is number one for me but the the games i'll be watching i'll be tuned into navy notre dame like i'm sure you will philip and uh you know i might give hawaii vanderbilt a try ohio san diego state a try and then probably fau louisiana tech i'll probably fall asleep with that on tv so that's my that's my second slot of uh most important this weekend for me uh are you going mlb or are you going college football week zero i'm going college football week zero is number two and mlb is number one and i think we need to talk about why and i think we probably have both the same reason as to why we're going mlb number one but i just want to remind you one thing steven you mentioned you might watch vanderbilt in hawaii these two teams played week zero last year in maui vanderbilt won 63 to 10 so if that game is half as bad as it was last year, that is not the game you want to watch this weekend. Wow. Uh, well, hopefully that is a little bit more competitive this time around, um, but probably not. But you never know. Uh, Tristan Bateman says on, on YouTube, he says, so the Rose game will be on 94.3 tomorrow, right? That is correct? Uh, yeah, Phillip, that is that correct. That will be broadcasted? Yep. Okay, so yeah, tune in. 94.3 the game. Uh, you know, you can audio stream it on your, your website on 943thegame.com. And also, of course, listening to your car as you're driving around. So that, that will be there. And maybe, hey, maybe Rose football is, is number one on somebody's list. But clearly number one on our list, Philip, is Major League Baseball. And the Seattle Mariners, every time, I, I said earlier this week, every time I get a chance to talk about the Mariners in Eastern North Carolina, I'm going to do it. Um, they had won eight in a row until losing yesterday. They are now in the playoff picture as far as a wild card team ahead of your Boston Red Sox for now. But Seattle is now only a game and a half out of first place behind the Texas Rangers and the AOS. Houston Astros are a game out. And Seattle, basically, if your team is in at this time of year, it's awesome. If your team isn't, it, it just it kind of sucks. Like there's no point in paying attention. Uh, but when your team is in the race, it's a lot of fun, Philip. So I'm sure that's why MLB is number one as we approach late August. Yeah, it definitely is. And I think if my team, like if I was a Braves fan, I maybe would say week zero college football just solely because the year's been so great. And at the end of the day, they know they're going to October. So it's all about for them performing in October. And obviously, if, like you said, my team was out of the race, I'd pick week zero college football. But with my, both of our teams right there in the hunt, we could easily make it. We could just as easily miss it. Every game matters. And not only every game that our team's playing in, but every game that five or six other teams are playing in matters. So I, I think that you and I, in our situation, as well as you know, five or six other fan bases, again, have to be in the same boat we're in. It's It's got to be MLB playoffs. Yeah, the Braves 13 and a half up on uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. So I think they're safely in. Of course, they're still trying to hold off the Dodgers for the best record in the NL. And then, you know, outside of that, you got the AL wild card right now. Boston is four games back of Seattle. Toronto, one game back of Seattle. And then Houston, only a half game ahead of Seattle for that second wild card spot. And then Boston and Houston are playing tonight uh, in another game. And the NL wild card, pretty fun to, to monitor 
because you got the Phillies who are pretty safely in, at least for now, two and a half up as the top wild card. But then the Cubs, Reds, Card, or uh, I almost said Arizona Cardinals, the Arizona Diamondbacks, San Francisco Giants, and Miami Marlins are all within two games of each other for those final wild card spots. So it should be an interesting month of September as we come down to the uh, the playoff p- uh, race for MLB. All right, Christian also wants to know, is the game going to be on YouTube? I don't believe that's the case. Yeah, it would just be on the radio, correct? Phillip? Yeah, that is correct. We, for, we, do uh, not, we're not yep. a, we don't have the rights to stream any of the high school football games via video. Yep, so it'll just be on radio, but tune in 94.3 the game. All right, let's get some quick ECU football talk in before we uh, take a break and get to J.J. McLam. Uh, earlier this week, media day, we had the chance to catch up with wide receivers coach Dyrell Roberts. It's his first year at East Carolina, former Virginia Tech return man receiver. Uh, here is our interview from Saturday. Quick note before we start uh, play it. There's a point in there where like, I, I think I accidentally hit record to stop it. So it kind of picks up mid answer at one point, but you'll get the gist of it. Uh, here's Dyrell Roberts talking about the receiver position for ECU. I would love to see that come back to the schedule. Just because, like I said, I had some memorable games versus the Pirates, man. We, we, we definitely had some good battles and things like that. And I just, us being so close together in this, you know, in this, this side of the world on the East Coast, I just think that rivalry was just, I, I know we used to get up when I was back in school. I know we, we used to get up for this game because we knew the Pirates was going to bring it, with no doubt about it. So I would love to get J Tech back on the schedule. And, you know, it'll kind of hit home for me for teams that I, you know, that, I, that I'm coaching for, that I'm all in with, going against, you know, my alma mater. I would love that. I absolutely would love it. I hope we do get it, get it back going here in the future. All right, and then looking forward to this season, uh, what are some of the things that you're really looking forward to with that outside receiver group, the growth or, you know, anything that you're kind of – For me, man, it's, it's going to be the growth, the development, and just the consistency. That's that's what – I'm big on consistency. I'm big on competition. And, I mean, we got some big field, got some big shoes to fill. I mean, they had some some really good, you know, really good big-time receivers on that outside last year that was making some plays. I mean, one of which I got a chance to coach when I was at Norfolk State, so I had Isaiah with me for a while. So it's like I really know what type of player he was. I had him early on, but I, I, I followed him as he, you know, went on once I left Norfolk State and he decided to leave too. So but we got some big shoes to fill, but I definitely think we got the potential to, to, to fill those shoes and, and, and do some really good things, especially at the position because we're really young. We're, we're, we're really young. We got two seniors for far as JG and uh, inside that's in the room, but everybody else has multiple years, and I think they have tremendous upside. They're putting the work in. They're doing what they need to do, and now it's just a matter of just continuing to put the work in, and let's be consistent when we show up on Saturdays. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Part of it is is, is everything I want it to be. I mean, I'm, I'm putting pressure on them boys every single day, all day. That's I'm a big I'm a big competitor. That, that's who I am, so I feel like if I base my room off of competition and us understanding that, yeah, we're competing versus each other, but we're competing versus each other to make our team the best that we possibly can be and force them to put their best foot forward every single day. That consistency is only going to come because they have no choice. The most consistent player is going to play. That's just what's the that's his name of the game. I mean, so I think we're doing some really good stuff. I do. Do I think we're where we need to be yet? No, not yet. But the, the beautiful thing about that is we still got two weeks before we kick off. So we're gonna keep putting the work in, keep doing what we need to do. But all three of those guys, I mean, they they are they doing some some really good stuff. Now they, you know, Brian was coming off the off the surgery, and you know, both of the both of the transfers that I got that I brought in, Chase and Keelan, they both had some soft tissue stuff going on early early on during camp but now that those guys got their legs back underneath them and they, you know they're going out they're competing they're working they show they're definitely showing signs and they're showing the ability okay why, why we 
want you here. Why? Like they, they got, they have the skill set. They can do what we need them to do. Like you said, it's just a matter of consistency now because they both are young players. They're still very young with Chase having four years and Keaton still having three. So it's a matter of, you know, that both of those guys have been around, you know, high-level football, so they know what it looks like. It's not really a, them having to get a feel for the game speed. I mean, they, they hit the ground running when it came to that, but learning the lingo, learning how we do things, learning the signals, getting, you know, acclimated with how the offense works, it took a little, it took a little bit of time. But now I think, especially after the scrimmage today, they're, 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 where, they're where I want them to be, and they just got to, like I said, just keep 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 working, keep, you know, bouncing at each other because we still understand we, we're in competition with each other for sure, but we're a unit. Like, we're a unit and understand that we all going to play off of each other. That's just that's just how it has to be. And how much have you enjoyed coaching Josiah and Kerry? And obviously those guys are a little smaller, but they bring love the speed. It, so I that, that I, combination there. I absolutely love it. That, that man, you know, I, I kind of split it up Zs and Xs. So it's kind of like just, just having – to kind of not have to think about when it really comes to the Z position, just understanding like, hey, I have a senior that has played a lot of football, and then I have another guy that's been around that's going to play just as well as the senior is – it kind of, it kind of eases my mind a little bit to kind of not, not to you know take away from anybody else, but to kind of just okay, let's solidify this this Z position, then let's kind of solidify the X position so we can kind of roll. Because in my mind, you need multiple guys. It can't just be oh I have just I'm gonna run him 80 plays a game. Like yeah, how good is he gonna be after that 50 play? You know what I mean? So just being able to have him and know and no matter who I'm sending in and out, I'm not gonna miss a beat or you know speed wise or anything like that. It really it really eases my mind a lot to be honest with you all right there is Dyrell Roberts ECU first year outside receivers coach we'll have more uh, audio and reaction to media day uh, coming up later in the show we got Alan Mogridge and JD Lampley still to get to let's get our first break in we got JJ McLam coming up on the other side executive associate AD for ECU internal operations we'll visit with him next this is hoist the colors on 94.3 the game we're live with Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. Hoist the Johnny Roger! Now, back to Hoist the Colors. All right, welcome back into this Thursday, August 24th edition of Hoist the Colors. We will now be joined by ECU Administrator, Executive AD for Internal Operations, J.J. McLam. J.J., every time I see you around campus, man, you're, you're always on the phone. So with the season approaching, is that uh, is that even picking up more than normal? Oh yes, uh, I didn't know I could, could talk more on the phone, but uh, I'm on there just about every free second. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking some of the, that free time to join us, or at least hey, putting those those calls on hold for us. Well, uh, you, you got some time before the home opener on September 9th, but just uh, as you look across kind of the athletics facilities and the athletics campus as students come back and classes begin. Uh, what are the conversations like, the excitement level like inside the Ward Sports Medicine Building right now in terms of the season approaching? Oh, it is uh, it is unbelievable right now to have all of our student-athletes back on campus uh, with us, to have all of our students on campus, and, and to finally be getting back to some sense of normalcy after, you know, the pause that we had with COVID and, uh, you know, getting everybody back face-to-face and, and having all of our student-athletes on campus has been great. J.J. McLam is with us, Executive AD for Internal Operations at East Carolina. We'll, we'll start on the football front with uh, Daddy Ficklin Stadium. J.J., you're, you're in charge of a lot of what goes on over there. And 
you know, it's been well discussed in the past, the, the concessions, uh, you know, things going on there and, and some of the changes this offseason, especially from Airmark's point of view, which is uh, the vendor you guys use. So run us through some of the changes there that should help maybe alleviate some congestion uh, with the concessions this, this fall. Yeah, we've uh, we've spent a lot of time this summer um, looking at it, and, and one of the biggest things is that we have done. We have partnered with Airmark Sports and Entertainment Division, which is still Airmark, but they have a division of their company that is uh, very specialized in sports and entertainment division, which runs all of their pro venues, uh, parks, and then they have several campus college campuses around the country that they have really focused in on how to take the college campus experience and maximize it and treat it like a pro venue area. And they've, they've shown that they've been very successful in that model. So we switched uh, late spring, early summer from Airmark Higher Ed, which was the company that we had been previously using that oversees all of campuses, uh, and switched to the Airmark Sports and Entertainment. And it has been a great uh, relationship, a great partnership that uh, they have brought to us with some investments that they are making into our concessions infrastructure and just overall layout. And when you walk in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium on uh, September the 9th against Marshall, you'll see a new look. You'll see a lot of uh, new booths, new stand-ups, portable units. And to kind of put it in perspective to you, one of the things that they have done, uh, last year we had a little over 100 points of sale throughout Batty Ficklin Stadium. This year we'll have 300 points of sale. Uh, so you can imagine the real estate that we've had to re- reconfigure and, and do some new layouts to be able to incorporate all the additional points of sale that they have put in for us. Yeah, tripling that number, that that's quite a quite a jump but uh definitely looking forward to seeing that in action this fall and i know fans will be excited as well and and jj when you look at the football side of things y'all had the new uh speakers the new audio system put in i believe last year and that that seemed to go really well any other new facility updates uh going into this year is it more just kind of main maintaining what you guys and improving kind of the experience overall inside the stadium for the for the football season yeah, it's uh, it's kind of maintained this year. We've done some, you know, some graphics and some rebranding, um, but you know, I do want a um, couple other things on the Airmark front uh, that you'll see because uh, we've we've really spent a lot of time and a lot of efforts um, since last year trying to uh, make sure we've got everything squared away and and how we'll be there. Um, you know, our biggest change uh, for Dowdy Fickland this fall. Uh, will be cashless operations at all of our concessions and all of our point of sale. Um, so this is a process that we have seen work well throughout throughout the state at uh, some of our sister institutions and around the country uh, working with Airmark. So that'll be a new one for us this year. We'll be uh, cashless at all of our things. And then they also have put in some mobile ordering uh, where you will be able to go online and mobile order uh, and then come down to certain stands and pick up your uh, mobile order that you place that will help alleviate a lot of our, you know, the lines in the past that we've had. And and so uh, just trying to do a lot more things to be customer uh, friendly. And you'll see a lot more offerings. Uh, you know, we're going with some theme, different type offerings from a barbecue concept to uh, smoked ribs uh, and just trying to give a new flavor of a few different things 
and trying to perfect perfect those items that we're able to offer and, and do those really well. Uh, and then, you know, just continuing our our service throughout the stadium is really what we put a lot of service on uh, for this year. I've had some questions in the past and a, a text kind of about a specific food item, you know, chicken tender, waffle fry basket. But as far as like the inventory for the stadium, is that something Airmark's in charge of making sure, you know, y'all, y'all kind of have enough food to go around or a specific type of food? Or is that, you know, kind of a combination combination effort between you guys and Airmark? Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's on Airmark. You know, we uh, we hire them to be our food concession um, manager and, and they do a really good job. And, uh they have a great staff in place as we move into this year to manage that for us. JJ McLam is with us, executive AD for internal operations over at East Carolina, JJ, and uh, so, some big facility news, of course, happening, you know, with the Pirates Unite campaign and uh, one project ongoing, I know right now is the Minji's Coliseum renovation. So can you update us on, on where that stands right now? Yeah. So uh, with that, that project is part of the Pirate Unite uh, campaign. We are putting uh, new lights in. Uh, as we speak right now, the uh, contractor is over there installing new LED lights that uh, will be a very good addition to us for our volleyball, men and women's basketball programs, and then just all of our events that we host in the Coliseum, being able to change the light levels to uh, add some color to the lights and do the dance and light shows and uh, it has really been a good a good addition um, to our program. What this will allow us to do from a game atmosphere and also recruiting uh, will help us in that aspect of a lot. And then a second one is that will go in uh, towards the middle to the end of September is behind the team benches in Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum. We are putting in new chair back bleacher seats. So We've taken out the bleacher uh, bleacher backs, and we will put in new 22-inch-wide uh, cushion uh, stadium seats that will be there. We'll put in about 422 of those. And one project's already done is the new weight room. And for those who haven't been by the athletic facility since the the spring or earlier this year, that, that's been completed for a while. Just from your perspective, how, how has that project gone as far as kind of alleviating – you know, some of the, you know, all the, all the sports were using the Murphy Center weight room for, for all the previous years, but now you have that second weight room over by the baseball stadium. How much has that helped and uh, helped out these sports teams? It has been a great addition to our facility footprint. You know, when you, when you talk about the, the Murphy Center and that weight room has been phenomenal for us for 20 years, but only having one weight room for all of our teams to, uh, to work out in, caused some scheduling and logistic issues, but what it did from a staffing standpoint, you know, it had our staff in the building at 5 a.m. in the morning till, you know, 9, 10 o'clock at night trying to finish lifts and get workouts in. With the addition of the second facility, it has really uh, opened up a, a where we can have a wider time frame for additional sports to uh, work out, and it alleviates a lot of stress uh, and congestion on one building. But, you know, the Rogers Performance Center is a phenomenal state-of-the-art building. Uh, Big John Williams, our strength coach, he did a great job of helping us with the design and the layout to make that space as functional as possible. Um, so that way we were able to uh, to get it done pretty quick.
We'll get to some of the more facilities that you guys are working on in a minute. I want to touch on the the new Pirates Brew R&D Brewing Company has partnered with you guys. We had Clay Walker on yesterday to talk about that, and and that will be available inside the the stadium, I believe, for the home opener, correct? And then in retail pretty soon as well. Uh, yes, yes, we were able to do that through uh, you know Pirate Sports Network, um, Playfly Sports, that owns all of our marketing rights, and uh, we were able to work with them and. Uh, R&D Brewery out of Raleigh, uh, which we're very excited about the partnership. We joined the likes of uh, several other um, schools in the state of North Carolina that are either have a uh, beer brand or are rolling out one this fall as well. And we're extremely excited about it. Um, we will offer it in Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium and all of our athletic venues where we sell alcohol starting uh, this fall that will be in the 16 ounce can. And then you will be able to purchase that product in your grocery stores and convenience stores in a 12 ounce can, um, suitcase type packaging, uh, here, I think, uh, in, uh, well, less than a week. We had a, a fan, uh, I believe Richard Osbrook asked on Facebook, is there a way to donate tips at the concession stands to team boneyard or the pirate club i you know i, I doubt y'all have that set up but is that something that maybe could be looked at in time or is that too much of a you know logistical issue right now yeah um i would i would pass along my uh my appreciation to his question uh and i think that's something that you know we can look at uh can't really say where those tips go uh but i know that uh Team Boneyard has been very uh, supportive of trying to find new initiatives of ways to raise money and for the uh, for their collective. So uh, we will look at that. But right now, all of our concession sales are managed through Aramark, and that money is going to Aramark. Uh, and then the tip process and those booths are managed by nonprofits. So uh, a, a percentage of the sale right now is going to the nonprofits that works those booths for us. We're visiting with JJ McLam, Executive Associate AD for Internal Operations at ECU. A few more things for you, JJ. We'll let you go. A lot of talk about the you know the multi-purpose indoor practice facility and you know the need for it. You're, you're well aware aware of it, I'm sure, being here for for so long with through multiple football coaches. We know Mike Houston uh, wants it badly. Just from your perspective, you know, kind of looking at everything that goes into helping to construct a facility like that on an athletics campus. I mean, obviously you are at the position now you have to raise uh, all the money before it started, but how much of a kind of a moving goal is the cost of it? You know, the maintenance, the renderings, like how much of a a moving project or moving goal is that with this project? Yeah. uh, Well, first of all, I think it's going to be a, you know, a great facility uh, once we get it completed uh, on our athletic footprint, but, you know, John Gilbert, our athletic director has done a phenomenal job of leading this project, uh, all of our Pirates Unite campaign with Ryan Robinson and all of our development staff in the Pirate Club. I mean, they have done a phenomenal job to be where we're at right now with the Pirates Unite campaign. And, you know, first of all, you know, you, you got to tip your hat to our donors, um, to be where we're at coming off of the year we had in the fundraising. Uh, campaign mode, where we were with season ticket sales this past year, the amount of financial support that Pirate Nation has poured into East Carolina athletics uh, this past year has been unbelievable. And 
you know, we, we ask everybody to keep, keep that support coming. But this, you know, the indoor practice facility is going to be beneficial to all of our teams, all of our sports across uh, our athletic footprint that have a place to go when it's inclement weather, you know, it's hot uh, or cold, you know, as we're dealing with some weather issues. It also gives us, you know, another indoor space that we would have in our footprint to uh, to be able to use. But, you know, it is a moving target. Uh, you know, we're trying to go through the design phase right now and uh, to get it designed, to get some renderings. And we've got some, but, you know, we've, we've had, a, you know, several significant gifts uh, from Pirate Nation that, you know, we've already announced that's helped us get to where we are. And, you know, our staff, we just got to, keep the fundraising goal going and across all of uh, the Pirates Unite campaign. And uh, we will get there. I, I feel very confident in our leadership and our we're Pirate Nation that is going to help us uh, get these facilities across the finish line. Yeah, I was going to ask about the process. You mentioned kind of going through the renderings. I know there's some you know available on the Pirates Unite website. Like when y'all get this late, can y'all still, you know, maybe add or change some things depending on, you know, what the costs look like or change or, you know, is it, is it kind of somewhat set in stone or still pretty flexible as far as, you know, maybe changing some of the design? Well, our, uh, our designers and our, our partners on campus and facilities, architect and engineer, and they would probably cringe, uh, hearing me say this, you know, we can change up until you put it in the ground, but every change you make, it has a, uh, a cost and effect associated with those changes. So, uh, like I say, with our leadership with John, he has been very, very involved and, you know, leading us in the right direction to, to make it very functional. So we don't have to make changes that cost us down the road and, and really drive up the construction costs. So we are really looking at it and, and trying to make sure we get everything that we need to be a functional space. Uh, in the project so we can get accurate cost and designs done but it's just like you know any other thing right now every uh every year that it drags out you've got escalation costs that you got to build into the project so that is uh while we're working very hard right now to uh to close this close the door on the fundraising Lastly, with J.J. McLamb, other projects uh, involved in the United's, uh, Pirates Unite campaign, the baseball building expansion, which has been worked on for some time. Also, you guys have done the, the swimming and diving locker room renovation and then also working towards a, the Williams-Harvey team sports building expansion as well. Uh, any other notes as far as the Pirates Unite campaign or Town Bank Tower, anything as far as facility-wise you want to let Pirate fans know as we, we get closer to this season and continue to move towards uh, fulfilling this fundraising goal? Yeah, I would think if, you know, if there's anybody out there that wants to participate in the fundraising of our Pirates Tonight campaign, we have a uh, a great staff here in the uh, athletic department, the Pirate Club, that we would be very happy to go talk to you, meet with you, just let us know. And if there's anything we can do on the fundraising side or the campaign and the project, um, please let us know. But I do want to, to hit on one thing real quick, um, Stephen, before we go uh, – I would just be on the lookout. Uh, we've got several emails over the next couple of days coming out uh, from the athletic department and the Pirate Club on our upcoming football season that we have going, but also on our Michigan trip. Uh, I know we got a lot of Pirates that are planning on traveling up to Ann Arbor to watch us uh, take on Michigan, but uh, there'll be some emails coming out about that because with Michigan Stadium, uh, you know, they are a no-bag policy. 
and you know they do not sell alcohol inside of their stadium but uh i would be on the lookout if you're planning on traveling up to ann arbor to be on the lookout for that email coming out from us about some do's and don'ts as you travel up there and then uh, monday we will send out a uh email to pirate nation about all things ecu game day related as you're uh, preparing to come to daddy ficklin on september the 9th to play marshall he is J.J. McLam. J.J., great update on uh, ECU Athletics. I'm sure we'll, we'll have you again shortly down the road, especially once we get this football season going. But uh, good luck with everything. Know you guys are always working hard and have put the work in, so looking forward to, to seeing the new operations uh, th- this fall and everything that goes along with that. Appreciate your time today. Yeah, appreciate it, Igo. And uh, I would ask if uh, to remind everybody tonight that our women's soccer program opens up our home season against George Mason uh, tonight at uh, Johnson Stadium. So I encourage everybody to come out and support our soccer program. Definitely check that out. Johnson Stadium tonight against George Mason. JJ, appreciate it. We'll talk to you. All right. Thanks, dude. All right. He is, he is JJ McLam. All right. Let's get a Another break in. We'll come back. We'll have some more ECU football talk, maybe recap some things we talked about with J.J. as well. You're listening to Hoist the Colors on 94.3 The Game. Back to Hoist the Colors with Stephen Iko. Drink up me, Aussie Joe. On 94.3 The Game. All right, welcome back to 94.3 The Game. Hoist the Colors, Thursday, August 24th. We just had a great convo with J.J. McLam. Executive Associate AD over at ECU for Internal Operations. He talked a lot about the, obviously the concessions uh, has been well documented, well documented in the past, and they're preparing as best as possible this year through uh, the new the, the the new Airmark Sports Entertainment vendor, which will sounds like basically go from a hundred points of sale to three hundred. So looking forward to seeing that for the opener March 9th against Marshall. All right, let's get to some of this media day audio. We got a couple more interviews to play. I want to try to get it done for the end of the show. Let's hit Alan Mogridge, uh, Philip, if we can. Uh, he is the new EC offensive line coach. We caught up with him. First time interviewing him at media day. A lot of moving parts up front, and we hear a lot about his philosophy here. Here is uh, new offensive line coach Alan Mogridge. Uh, I think their day-to-day, you know, the details and uh, just the grind. You know, like, what's the Navy SEALs motto? Embrace the suck. Right. Like, we're going to do some hard things. you got to understand that hard things are going to happen. And right. you got to understand that, that that's part of growth. Like, you've got you've to come to work every day with your hard hat and your lunch pail and not look up. We don't talk about result. We talk about process. And I do think these guys are, are, are becoming a very, very process-oriented group. They're, they're working – I mean, they're coming to work. They're coming to work, and they're getting better. You know what I mean? They're getting better. And they, but again, with offensive line play, it's it's about closing it down, right? You can't you, you can't hit somebody with an open hand. Not if you're in a fight and you're trying to win it. You better close that fist and start swinging. So that's part of it too. But they're they're a good group. I really like them. You know what I mean? I like the kids. Uh, Blue collar group. Take a lot of pride in in like we just we just work. We come to work. And then we look at the results at the end. You know what I mean? Because one of the things you got to be is you got to be where your feet are. You know what I mean? And that that's part of it. And and the, the nature of our world right now is all about the result. But the process is what gets you the result. You know? And it is a process. Like every day you're stacking a day, you're stacking a rep, you're, you're trying to be better than you were. And at the end of the day, we can talk about the process, about how, where the process took us. Were we closer to where we want to be, or did we did we level off? 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So just being out of practice, y'all move guys around, kind of figure out maybe what works best early yeah, in Yeah, we're going to, you know, the, the nature of college football now, and, like, if you think about the places, you know, I think about the last, really the last seven years and then coming in here at the different places I've been, you know, we've been able to play, we've been able to play, Not, I mean, you can't play five anymore. Because the nature of what we are and the nature of what we do is, I mean, it's it's grown man's work in there. Like, those are collisions. You know, we're not playing Red Rover. It ain't patty cake. So the reality of it is, is the wear and tear and endurance and durability and, you know, the best, avail- the best abilities availability. So now you've got to create your depth and you've got to build more depth. So you can't, like, you can't live in the blinders of, hey, let's go into this season and we're going to make it through a 12-game slate with five. Like, so you're going to have to look at, like, you know, we want to be able to play eight. We want to be able to play multiple people throughout the course of a game. We want to be able to slide a guard here, move a center there. We want to be able to have a guy. You know, we're cross-training some guys from the inside to the edge. And Hampton's one of those guys he is Hampton. center to right. How is that going to right it's there? It's good. It's yeah. good. You know what I mean? It's a different – it's a different – the edge in the middle. Right. You know what I mean? Usually when you – you know, I know, I know when I got – you know, because I was a guy that went from – Hell, I played four positions in college. So, like, when I finally moved from tight end down to tackle, and then when I got to the next level and I was with the Panthers and I could, I could see what guard felt like, I was like, whoa, put this ball in my hand because now i got a sideboard on either side and then you go ahead and go out to the island. So, Hamps adjusting, and it's, you know, and I've asked him, you know, I told him, I, I'm very honest with him. I said, look, when I'm asking you to do this hard, if I didn't think you could do it, I, I would never ask you to do it. But he is cross-training at both there. And then we've got multiple guys in the middle training at guard and center. You know what I mean? And then just trying to develop depth. Trying to develop depth. Because we want to be able to play more than five. Right? Just just because that's what college football is nowadays. With Dustin coming over. Yeah. I guess you try to get him initially. He goes to Duke, test that out, and now he's back with you. What has that process been like and how much comfortability do you have with him? Well, Dustin Dustin and I obviously have some history. I mean, Dustin's, Dustin and, uh, you know, I've had him. I had him for three years uh, before before this season. And I'm very happy that we have Dustin. And selfishly, I'm very happy that I get to work with Dustin again because he's just a great kid. And uh, I really think what you're what, – you're gonna see, like he fits this place. Like he's a throwback kind of. He's a he's a ECU kind of kid. He really is, and uh, it, it's it's good because you know it's like I want I wanted this group to get to know Dustin. I didn't want to tell this group about that. I wanted this group, and that's what's happening, right? Everybody's kind of just coming together because to be good on the offensive line, you have to you have to do hard things together. Right, and that includes their coach. Like we've all got to go do some hard things together, right? And a lot of times, you know, with the nature of what college football is now, there's a whole other dynamic where, oh, well, this guy came here and he was with him, and this one was it, and now they're bringing these guys from here and there. So now you're starting and you're putting, you know, there's that whole relationship piece that's coming in, and guys that have already been here, and you got to earn that trust and then bring in and build the trust with the others. So I'm really excited just about how they're growing together. Like because they are, and and I don't know if that answers your question about Dustin. But, I think it does. But I, Dustin's just uh, he's he's freaking lump. I mean uh, he's lumpy, and he's the <laughs> same guy he's been since since I met him, and he's consistent, and he wants to give everything he has. But th- that's the thing, you know. Like you got Parker Moore who wants to do the same thing. You got Richard Pierce who wants to do the same thing. 
You know what I mean? And you got Hampton Ergel who's like, okay, look, whatever's the best for this room, that's what I'm going to do. Right? And, hey, right now the best for you is training here and training here. Right. Hey, the best thing for you to start doing is training here and training here. And then you got Ryan and those guys. Like, you got Ryan Beckman who's coming from – and he's training at a center in a garden. And then you got Owen who, who's – you know, he's going to be with us as well. And, you know, you just got it's, – it's just, you know – it's it's good. It's good. I love training camp. Right. You know, training camp's hard. It's not as hard as it used to be, but doing hard things, you got to do hard things to get things going to, to do something special. And you got to you got to see that it's a hard thing. You got to acknowledge it's a hard thing, and then you got to go do the hard thing. Right. Yeah. And then once you do the hard thing together, all of a sudden you start getting continuity. You start, and again, and then it's feeling the hey, I know you so well. And I know you're going to be here, and now all of a sudden, I'm you know I'm in your hip, and then we can do, we can do this thing together. We can go do together. With uh, two young guys, since ECU's recruited them, I've always liked Sacra and, and Pierce. You mentioned, yeah. Have you seen yeah. those guys? Oh, grow? and Sacra's the other one. You know, I like I like Sacra. He's training with the ball in his hand and at guard. They're just blue collar working type kids. You know what I mean? Like like Sacra's just he's got good length. He's a, he's a long. He's powerful. Um, he's got. He's pretty sudden. He's learning. He's just learning to play. I mean, that's the thing. How do you get better? You play. That, I mean, that that's it, right? And that's that goes back to the other piece of, you know, like for so many years, and like even I think back to when because I was mid nineties. You know what I mean? I was ninety five to ninety nine, and it's kind of like you know you get as a coach especially like you get kind of pigeonholed and you just say hey, I'm gonna only gonna play these guys and. I can't trust you. Well, you better learn to trust them, and you better you better teach them how to earn your trust, and you better earn their trust. Because the fact of the matter is, this is a grind, and you're gonna need them. And the reality of it is, is the more people we can we can give responsibility, accountability, and predictability to, the better we're gonna be at the end of the year. I mean, you got to think of it. Like you look at skill guys, right? When I coached the tight ends. I was a tight end coach. I was a running back coach for a long time, and even on special teams. Like, how many different roles? How can I find the roles for all these guys? Because you're going to be a better player at if I can knock 15 reps off of you and give them to him, I'm going to grow him, and I'm going to make you play better at the end of the day, and we're going to have a better unit. But the trust has to be earned, and you've got to be very calculated and specific. I mean, we can't just, we can't just say we're going to do something. We've got to go do it, right? And that goes back to be where your feet are every day. Right, you better be ten toes down on each moment you get. Right, and I better be locked in. Right, I better be where my feet are because I can't cheat you out of reps that you gotta have. You know what I'm saying? At these different positions, and I need this guy to play next to this guy and this guy and that guy. But I do like Sacred. I do like Pierce. Those dudes are those dudes. They're, they're good dudes, man. Tough, tough kids. Work hard. All right, there's Alan Mogridge. Uh, he can talk, that's for sure. Enjoyed uh, hearing a lot about his philosophy. All right, we got to get our final break in. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. Hoist the colors on 94.3 The Game. All right, welcome back into Hoist the Colors. We're wrapping up Thursday, August 24th. we got to get out of here quickly. Uh, ran a little long with Alan Mogridge. We've got Joe Sampson coming on tomorrow. We'll be live in studio wrapping up uh, our season preview. We'll look at the ECU defense, and we'll look at week zero and a whole lot more. So we'll have that tomorrow. And game week is next week. It'll be here before you know it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you 12 noon tomorrow. Voice the Colors, 94.3 The Game.
This has been Hoist the Colors with your host, Stephen Igo. Tune in weekdays at noon for all things ECU sports. Get a recap of the show at 943thegame.com on Twitter, Facebook, or anywhere you get your podcasts. We're back tomorrow with more of Hoist the Colors on 943 the game.